to go to sea without appreciating the risks is to invite tragedy. I learnt this firsthand while surfing off Portugal's wild Atlantic coast, home to the biggest wave ever surfed, 30 metres. The waves that day looked minuscule in comparison, and I did not spend enough time analysing the conditions or preparing my mind and body for the environment. Once out amongst the waves, breathless from lack of exercise or a warm-up, they turned out to be far bigger and more powerful than I had judged. The lip of a barrelling wave crashed on my head and pinned me beneath the surface. Another two held me down. I had little air left in my lungs, and my leash became tangled around my legs so I couldn't kick to the surface. Was this to be my end? Luckily, there was a break in the set and I made it to the top, gasping for breath and trying to untangle my leash before another wave bore down on me. I had a decision to make. Did I give up, accepting the conditions as too challenging? Or did I remain within this awe-inspiring environment? I decided to stay, because it was not the conditions that were deadly. It was my initial overconfidence and lack of respect for the power of the sea. Vincent van Gogh once famously quoted, The fishermen know that the sea is dangerous and the storm terrible, but they have never found these dangers sufficient reason for remaining ashore. This is the very essence of the world of tides. To understand the dangers of the sea and to learn how we can adapt our actions to minimise the risks and enhance our adventures, whether we're walking the dog beneath cliffs, fishing from a dinghy or scuba diving a lost wreck. Chapter 1. Tide. The Vertical Motion of Water. It is no coincidence that my working days are perfectly aligned with the ebb and flow of the tide. I start at 9am and write to midday when my daughter Ottilie takes me for an adventure. Then I design between 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock, followed by three hours family time. With Ottie in bed by 9 o'clock, I settle into researching for the evening. These three-hour periods are specifically designed to synchronise with the most common tidal cycle around the world, semi-diurnal, with just over six hours from high to low water. This means that if it's high tide at the beginning of the morning session, it'll be low tide when I sit down in the afternoon and high tide again when I start researching in the evening. So I experience a complete tidal cycle throughout my working day. Sometimes when I'm planning what to write or design, I look out the window of my camper van and try to watch the vertical motion of the tide. But this is a pointless task. It's far too subtle to see with the naked eye. However, if I were to look just once every six hours at the beginning of the morning session and again at the start of the afternoon session, often I'd find the seascapes become unrecognisable. This transformation is made by a set of waves constantly flowing along the coast and across oceans. When the peak of a wave passes a beach, it is high tide, and the trough brings low tide. The height difference between peaks and troughs is known as the tidal range, and this can be anywhere between 16 metres in Canada's Bay of Fundy to less than 30 centimetres in the Mediterranean. Although the tidal range is different from beach to beach, the element that powers the tide wave is universal. Differing gravitational forces around the world, exerted by the combined gravitational pull from the moon and sun, cause the oceans to bulge in peaks and troughs. The rotation of the Earth then powers the motion of these waves. 
and when they approach land, the shape of the coastline and seabed restrain or unleash the effects of the wave. This can either present opportunities for adventure or grave dangers for the unwary. And in this chapter, we'll explore the dramatic changes that ebb and flow within the world's most extraordinary tidal environments. I can understand exactly where Albert Einstein was coming from when he said, the more I learn, the more I realise how little I know. I feel the same about tides. In their most simplistic form, high and low tides are created by the oceans in direct alignment with the moon, bulging out with high tide, while the waters perpendicular to the moon squeeze in to make low tide. The rotation of the earth within this bulbous shape creates the effect of a set of giant tide waves flowing around the world. Because it takes six hours for a location on earth to rotate from beneath a bulge to a squeeze...